Rejoice always. Thursday night, I was rejoicing with a number of students and other people um, at the premiere of Star Wars The Last Jedi. I think in our row alone, we had like four lightsabers, you know? Um, and, and there was scenes where like certain characters, there's no spoilers here by the way, so like certain characters would come out and like people would like cheer, you know? And there was all sorts of joy, you know? And I was just joyful that there was popcorn there, you know? Like, um, <laughs> another experience of joy this week was, um, was a graduation. Uh, the graduation's on Friday, and, um, and uh, there was one particular image, one, one student who were kind of standing around, looking around, and I was like, hey, and we see this guy, um, and he is literally jumping for joy. And just to see him uh, delight in just this experience uh, brought joy to my own heart. And so there are things in our life that we can delight in that bring us joy. The challenge is that even, say, this, the things that I mentioned, you know, I have to wait another two years before the Star Wars movie comes out, you know? Um, graduation is like, okay, that was a lot of hard work and maybe a lot of difficulty um, just to get that little moment and it makes me feel like joy is elusive and also that I have to do something in order to experience joy. But that's not true. Because if joy is based on me doing something, the problem is I'm imperfect. And I... That means a lot of my life that I'm not, I'm not going to be joyful. That it can lead to despair. Unless joy comes from something else. Where does joy come from? Joy comes in delighting in something good. Just like me, just I didn't graduate, but seeing these students, it was like, I feel great for them, you know? Um, I didn't make this movie, but I get to enjoy it. There's, um, so I, there's something good that I get to share in. Now, a lot of times in my life, there's a lot of things that are imperfect that I share in, you know? I'm weak, I mess up, or someone in my family gets sick, um, that school doesn't go how I want it to. And if, if that's where joy comes in, there's things in my life that I'm not joyful about. Joy, we are told by St. Paul, is a fruit of the Spirit. That it comes uh, from God. Okay, so let's, let's look at these readings and see if they can illuminate this for us. John today is asked, are you the Christ? Are you Elijah? Are you the prophet, Moses? And he says, no, that I'm not, that's not who I am. Um, that there's something, um, 
There's something about him that he's, he's not. He's not saying who he is. He's saying who he's not, and it actually brings him freedom. I think part of joy, part of freedom, comes in recognizing I'm not perfect, and I don't have to be. That I'm not perfect. And so if my joy comes from being perfect, then, you know, I'm going to be unhappy a lot. I, I kind of found this, like, I found that whenever I would go and play basketball, if I lost a lot of games, it would, like, ruin my day. It's kind of like a lot of people who, have, who love professional football, and when our team loses, it, like, ruins our day. Um, and what that tells us, I think, is that we're trying to find our joy in the wrong things. But my attitude changed. I kind of noticed it even this, this year that I would play basketball. I want to win. I play hard, you know. Um, but, but now it was like it was okay. And I think my, my joy this year was in I didn't get hurt today. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I have lived to play another day of basketball. Like, and, like, to be honest, that was what my joy was in. That, so, so I think my joy had to do kind of with my expectations, that having expectations very often lead to disappointment. That I have an expectation that I'm going to be perfect. I have an expectation that I'm going to get a 4.0. I have an expectation that I'm going to be married by a certain age. Those expectations lead to disappointment. They lead to despair, and they're not from God. God instead gives us hope There's things that I hope for. There's things that I want. But he wants to purify our desires um, so that we will want what he wants. That if I want what he wants, which is what is and what is good for me, then I, I begin to find more reasons to rejoice. I want to go a little deeper. So St. John says, I'm not the prophet. I'm not the Christ. I'm not Elijah. John is saying, I know who I'm not, and I know who I am. That when we know who we are, that that's what brings peace. That if I am an A student, but then I don't get an A, I'm crushed. If I am the best person on the field at the time, and then I drop a pass, I'm crushed. If I'm the one that's never wrong in an argument, but then my family member proves me wrong, then I'm crushed. All those things, anywhere where we can be crushed, is not where God wants us to find our identity. It means I'm trying to find my meaning in the wrong things. But who I am, first and foremost before the Father, is his beloved Son. That you and I are the beloved sons and daughters of a Father who loves us and holds nothing back from us. And so from my relationship with God, I know who I am, and then from that comes my mission. You know, sometimes I play basketball. That's not who I am. Sometimes I do that. 
Sometimes I preach at Mass, but I'm not just a preacher. You know, Father Dan preached this morning. You know, like, I, I do things, but what I do is not who I am. Anytime we try to find our identity in what we do, it leads to despair. I am the uh, girlfriend of my boyfriend. I am, you know, whatever. Like, anything other than finding our identity as a beloved son of the Father will lead to despair. But in, in God, recognizing my identity, it gives me security that it doesn't matter how well I played. It doesn't matter how well I did this semester. I'm disappointed, but just because I didn't get the grades I wanted, it doesn't mean like God's going to withhold his love from me or something. That I know it's okay, because God loves me, and I'm here, and God has a plan. That's why we celebrate this coming up to Christmas, that the joy that we can hold, into, hold on to is that God loves me so much that he would not hold anything back, but he would send his only beloved son, who would come not in a threatening way, but in the most gentle and humble way. A, 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 a gentle way that would ask something of me, that he wants to be loved by me. And he loves me so much that down the road that he will choose to suffer and die on the cross for me. And so when I know that I am loved, that God holds nothing back from me, that it doesn't matter how well or how bad I do at things, but that I know that I'm loved. Can, can you feel how much more stable that is? I, one of my, uh, well, maybe I'll say, I had another comment here I wrote down. I wrote it down a lot of things. Um, so, like, something that's probably going to happen over Christmas is um, we're going to disappoint people. Like our family members are going to be like, you know, you're not doing what we want you to do. Well, we just, we just had different expectations. There it is. Expectations lead to disappointment. But my job is not to make my family happy. <laughs> my job is to, is to be the beloved son of the Father and to find my identity and my dignity in him. I don't have to make anybody happy. But if I'm making him happy, I'll actually be doing what's best for everyone around me. And so I say that because as we go home for, the, you know, for Christmas and stuff like that, that it's so easy um, to have moments without joy. And so I want to kind of just acknowledge that and say let's, let's pay attention to where that comes from. It, it can come from I feel like I'm disappointing something. My mom wants me to be or do something different. And it's like that's great that you want that mom, but maybe I don't want that. But that's not where my identity comes from. Maybe God wants something different for me. I, one of my priest friends was telling me that uh, one day he received a phone call. And it was, he, lives, he works in a big parish, and uh, the person was very frustrated. And they proceeded to uh, just unload on him and tell him all the reasons that he was a bad priest. But because... Uh, this, this priest friend of mine, because he um, is in a healthy place, 
that what he noticed was that as the man like kept attacking him, that it was like it was he was wounding him. He's like and and rather than feel like defensive, that instead he he was recognized that the one who comes to my defense, that the one in whom I find my identity is not being like the perfect priest or the perfect person, but is in Jesus Christ. And that precisely because of my imperfection, precisely because of my wounds and hurts, that's what beckons God's love to me. That it's precisely because of my sin that God's love is drawn to me. And so as this person just exposes all the, the shortcomings that I have, that I don't, actually don't have to be afraid of that. Because the truth is God already knows that. And that wherever these wounds are uncovered and it's sensitive, that it actually exposes it and allows God to come and love me precisely there. That joy comes when I know that God loves me precisely in my most wounded, hurting places. That joy is the opposite. Joy doesn't come from what I accomplish, but it actually comes from in my brokenness. What what does the prophet say? Jesus comes to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. It's, it's, It's hell. It's to be captive to other people's expectations. To be held captive to the idea that I have to be perfect. And that every time I fall short, I'm a screw up. But joy comes when I come before the Lord as I am, as Jesus does on the cross, and I show him where I hurt, where my wounds are, where my imperfection is, that I boast in my imperfection, and I show that to him, and that that draws his love to precisely love me in those places. And when I can hold on to that, that that when I can give, as St. Paul says today, when I can give thanks to God in all circumstances, not just the good times when I'm on the height, but in those bad times when I feel weak and sinful and wounded, then I can actually give thanks to God for that. Because it's those moments that actually draw him to me, that he wants to love me, that it opens me up to be able to receive his love. That suddenly I can encounter God in every moment of my life. That my joy is not bound by me and what I do, but it's tied to the infinite, expansive heart of a loving father who holds nothing back from his beloved children, but wants us to share in his divine life. That's how we can rejoice always.